Good morning. Last week we taught a message. It was called Determine, Having Determination to Have Hearing Ears. And after that message, I was um, asked a question. And so I asked the person to put down a series of questions that they, they had, and they did. And one of the things that um, they wanted me to answer was actually 10. But um, one was, how does one really get the word in you? Another one was, how do you know when the word is in you? What do I do daily? What are the tools that I need to have? If devotions are a part of getting the word in me, how do I keep my devotional time fresh and not have dry periods? How, do, how, how does change happen when the word is in me and I do not see results? I have so many areas to deal with, the person is saying. What do I do to cover these areas to see change? What are some of the things that will keep the word from getting in me? How do I stop things that hinder me from getting the word in me? And those are some of the questions that was asked. And you know Jesus, uh, he was asked questions by his disciples a lot of times. And uh, his disciples said, well, well, you know, what do I do this and this right here? Jesus, teach me to pray. What is the answer to this? You know, a uh, person said, well, well uh, Master, you know, my brother, oh, I have an inheritance, and, and my brother, he won't share it with me. What do I do? He has, people had questions all the time. And it's amazing to me that Jesus seemed to not answer a person's questions. Yeah? It seems. But you, we know that he did. But he didn't answer them in the same way that they thought that they asked that question. Because it could be a simple answer. You know, but he, he, sometimes he told it in parables. Sometimes he told it different ways. So really, today, you're going to have to have <laughs> hearing ears to uh, hear the answers to some of these questions. I won't cover all of them but I will cover some of them, but not in the necessarily uh, point-blank answers that you may think that I'm covering. You might even say that he didn't even cover any of those questions, you know. Well, uh, I'm going to cover some of them, but I want you to have hearing ears to hear. Because we're trying to get the Word of God in us, what's the purpose of getting the Word of God in you? You know, well, what's really the purpose? Uh, you know, do we have a purpose of, uh, is the end result just to uh, say, I covered the Bible in a year? Because you can cover the Bible in a year. They have even Bibles that, uh, if you read it thoroughly, uh, they, they'll take you some Old Testament, some New Testament, some Psalms, some Proverbs, different places like that. You can read it in a year. There are reading programs you can read it in a year. Is that the goal that we should have? You know? Is the goal to have devotions every day, or some people call it a quiet time, you know? You know? Is that the goal, really? You know? 
What is the goal that we should have? Well, what I believe that would answer that would be to know God more every single day. To know him more. Why would I want to know him more? Because that's a question too. Why would I want to know God more every day? Is it because he's a cool, uh, you know, person? Is it because he's a creator? And so therefore I just want to know him. Is it like when I was teaching school, I would see someone with a Bible, and I would say, what are you doing with a Bible in, 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 in school? Is that, um, are you really a Christian? Oh, no, no, uh, in our literature class, we're, we're supposed to be reading the Bible as literature. So we had to bring the Bible. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you want, so they, they, they would read the Bible. Why do you want to get to know God more? Well, I want to get to know God more because I want to change. I want to change every single day. I want to be more like him every day. I don't have a goal of just getting to know him just to get to know him. I want to change. And change takes place, you know, from the time you are reborn until the time you die. And when you get to, to, get to the place where you say, well, you know, uh, I don't need to change, you know, then you are deceived. You need to change. We see some things that, that uh, I know and that others know uh, that you have, you have arrived at a certain point in your life that you know a lot of different things about God and, and you, you, you've gotten to know him a lot. But I submit to you that he wants to change you in an area that hadn't been changed before. You see? Some things come up because of the stage of life you're in. Some things come up because of the place you're in. Some things come up, you know, uh, just because uh, there's a, a work that God wants to do into you, or do, do to, to you, and he just brings it up. He wants to deal with it. And, and it, he would never deal with it if he didn't bring that situation into your life. So don't think every situation that's a bad situation. Don't think that, that that situation is of the devil. It's not necessarily of the devil. Because God wants to bring something out of you. Yeah. I've, I've heard even great men of God who know the Bible, you know, from left to right. They, they, they know some of everything. But God was, they said God was dealing with them on an area that he had never dealt with him before. He thought that area was, was, was really tight, but it was not, you know, in God's opinion. So that's what I want to do. And I want to submit to you, be open to change. Want to change. Know that you need changing. You need to get before God to find out, God, what area do I need to change now? What are you working on now? God, help me to see that so I can submit to that, so I can be ready. Now, what scripture would you stand on for changing? 
because it, just because I said that you need to change, we need to be open to changes. So that sounds good, so that's probably God. You know, what scripture would you stand on? You know, there there are plenty of scriptures, probably. You know, but one is in Romans. Anybody know the scripture? That's not in my notes. But do you know do you know the scriptures? Romans um, eight. Why were we predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ? So if you were predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, that means you cannot stay the same. You must change. Unless you think that when you were born again, you got, poof, automatically conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And I know, and you know, that you weren't. And I'm not either. Okay? So therefore, change is coming. (laughs) One way or another, change is coming. Don't resist it. Don't resist it. Welcome it. Okay? Let's go a little bit further. Here's a, a question. How do you get to know God better? Because you want to know God. Your mama said you want to know God. You want to know God because you want to change. You want to change because that's what God predestined you for, to be changed to the image of his dear son. So how do I get to know God better? How do I get to know him better? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. You might think this is unrelated. And I could call any teenager up uh, starting next week, and they could give me this scripture. You know? Uh, I'm giving you a heads up, teenagers, already, on what's coming up when uh, you get together after service at 1 o'clock today. Ephesians 6, 1, 2, 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Okay, that's a scripture that, that you know, I've quoted so many times, and, and children are supposed to know that scripture. Teens are supposed to know that scripture. Every child in here is supposed to know that scripture. Okay? And we all are children. Now, I put that scripture first because... What was impressed upon me is that what we're asking children to do is a good thing. Is that correct? Are we children of God? Yes, we are. Is God our Father? Yes, He is. Then that same scripture that we are desiring... Now, I'll put it that way. That's a, that's, that's a word. Desiring our children to do is the same that God is desiring us to do. He's desiring us as children to obey him. He's desiring us to honor him. So, therefore... If I'm trying to get to know God better, I want to know what God is expecting me to do to obey him. What is he expecting me to do to honor him? How, really, do I honor God? You know, do I bring him gifts? You know, or do I, you know... Thank him. Well, what do I do to honor God? What does God say? Not, not really just what you believe and what I believe. What does God say about it? So when I'm thinking about 
getting to know God, I, my, my focus points, my foundation is starting there. And I can only start there because I've read the Bible so much that I really know what he's expecting. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. All of you know the scripture. You don't even have to turn to it, really. You can quote it. In the beginning was the, come on, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay, so you knew that scripture, okay? Now, so, if the word was with God, if the word was God, then we know it's talking about Jesus, you know. So, let me ask you, if I get to know, if I, my quest is to get to know God, can I get to know Jesus and I'm still getting to know God? Has he ever said that? Has he said, when you have seen me, you have seen my Father? Okay. Well, if I want to get to know Jesus, because this is going to help me get to know my Father, because I can't get to know the Father unless Jesus reveal him to me. Okay, that's the scripture. Also, since I know that Jesus is the word, come on, then I can say, well, I want to get to know the word of God, and then I'm getting to know Jesus because Jesus is the word. Okay, is that true? So if I say that I want to know the word of God more, Am I saying I want to get to know God better? Let's go a little bit further. Now, in John, the Gospel of John 14, he tells us in verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's a good word, isn't it? I can ask any of you in here, do you love God? And the answer would be yes. I can ask you another question. Do you keep his commandments. And the answer would probably be not yes. It would probably be most of the time, you know, it'll be some, <laughs> some form. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? But you won't say that about do you love Jesus. Well, some of the time, you know, do you hear what I'm saying? Well, if we look over in verse 24, uh, there's not, it's not going to be on, on the notes, so don't, don't, don't even look on the PowerPoint on that. On verse 24, it will say, he who does not love me does not keep my words. <laughs> and then he'll tell them that the words you hear are not mine and they're the fathers who, who sent me. Do, and I actually said, do you keep the words of God? Do you keep the words of God? And you'll say what? Summertime, summertime. If I say, do you love God? See, it's not some of the time. Why wouldn't it be? Come on now. Why wouldn't it be some? How can you do both? How can you say, I love God? That, that means you love him all the time. Okay? 
And you can't say, I keep his word. You know? You know? They go together, don't they? If the word is true now, if the word is true, and that's why I like giving you the word, and I like for you to see it in your own Bible or on the PowerPoint, I like for you to see the word. How can it be different? How can your answer be different? You see? See, I would say, if I'm going to be honest now, I would say, if somebody asks, do you love God? I say, you know, I don't love him like I know I should love him. I'm getting to love him more every day. You said, somebody, if, if you ask me that, <laughs> you, you said, well, why are you standing up there then? Because, <laughs> you know, it seems like, you know, uh, we listen to somebody who really don't know God, you know? Yeah. Because I know what the word says. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't keep my words, then you don't love me. So therefore, I said, God, I want to love you more. That's what I want to do. I want to love you more. I'm being honest now. Okay, we in church, you know. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 10. That's in the Old Testament. And um, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, it's a, uh, a verse I wanted just to, just to touch upon. Verse 12. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm going to read 12 through 22 here. It says, um, Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Oh my goodness gracious. I know you've read that before, right? Now, this is an a, a, a answer to the question that you wanted to know. Lord, I want to know you more. right? I want to know you better today than I did yesterday. Lord, I want to know your word more. Lord, what pleases you? What displeases you? How do I honor you, Lord? How do I obey you more? What do you mean uh, when you say uh, obey you? Do you mean every jot and tilt? What, what do you really mean, Lord? See, these are questions you're asking. Okay? Now, I'm asking you, I'm answering a question. I'm going to give you a hint now. I'm asking, I'm answering a question that I already read. The question was, how do you keep your devotional life or your reading time, your quiet time or whatever from being dry? Okay? Because I've heard, heard many people say the same thing. This person was saying, you know, that, uh, you know, I didn't get anything today, you know, um, Man, I don't get nothing. I just read a thing. I don't get anything. Or my, I'm, I have a dry time my devotion now. It depends on what you're looking for. You know? How can you ever say that, you know, uh, I live right by the ocean and I have uh, over on the other side of me, there are some springs coming out of the mountains. Got water everywhere. But I have times where it seems like it's dry. You say, are you crazy? You know? Go jump in the ocean. You won't have, you won't be dry, you know? Or go get water out of the spring. How can you, how can you say you have a dry time if you know what you're looking for and 
you have a source that's full of, you know, um, I don't know what's the opposite of dry, you know, would be um, revelation or, or just full of just stuff that God wants to say to you and, and will say to you. It's just full. My devotional time, my quiet time is never dry. Never. I always get something. Always. There is never a time I open this Bible that I don't get anything. Never. Okay? And it started when I learned what to look for. It started when I, when I knew the questions to ask. So I have all these questions in my head that I've, I've asked, say, because I, I want to get to know God more. I want to change. I want to know, I want to know what he thinks about certain things. You see? I, want to, I, I really want to know, say, well, God, what, do you, what, 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 what should I you do? In the, what should you do in this situation right here? Show me what you would do in this situation right here, because I want to know, Lord. All that, all that is in the Bible. Just situation after situation after situation, how he responds in those situations, how he responds to people, you know. Like in Old Testament, New Testament, it's full of it, you know. You know, one time he, he uh, uh, you know, they were talking about the Pharisees, they were giving tithes of, of uh, mint and common and all these kind of little spices and herbs and things like that. They were giving, giving um, uh, just tithe all these little things. And uh, they said, well, you know, what, what, we, we're, we're doing good, you know. Um, and he said, well, these things you should do, keep doing them. But don't neglect the weightier matters. And man, I mean, that's a woo, the weightier matter, woo. I mean, I, now that, that woo, if he told you that, did he tell you that? Have you ever read it? He told you then. I mean, then all you had to do is say, God, what are the weightier, weightier matters? I don't want to be just doing this, this stuff, you know, that, that, that I know that I'm supposed to do. You know, like I'm supposed to read my Bible. I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to praise. I'm supposed to, you know, give. I'm supposed to forgive. I'm supposed to. I don't want to be doing all these things and neglecting the weightier matters. I want to know what the weightier matters are. Don't you? I want to know. So I'm telling you, it, you can never... If you know the right questions and you know what you're looking for, it's full of answers for you. I don't care where, where you start at. You know? And you also have to know also how to read the Bible for all it's worth. Because some, if you don't know how to read the Bible, then you're going to be of the creek. Okay? And you say, well, I know how to read the Bible because I know how to read. So I can read it. That's not how to read the Bible, okay? You have to know there are certain, if you read, read in the psalm, there's it's a certain way what you have to read the psalm, you have to expect certain things. When you read Proverbs, you have to expect something else because you're reading a different type of genre. You, you, you know, the Old Testament is a little different, you know? Uh, the New Testament is a little bit different from that. There, there are certain ways you have to read to understand what you're reading, Okay? And you have to have the right tool for it because when you read the Bible and you don't even know the context of what they're talking about. Because like right now in my quiet time, I'm reading Isaiah. And see, if I didn't know Isaiah was influential, I mean, Isaiah grew up in an in a, uh, influential home. Uh, he rubbed shoulders with royalty. Um, 
Isaiah was uh, living in Jerusalem, that he was, uh, you know, he, he, he was called to let them know about the, their condition and, and let them know that, hey, don't do this right here because uh, if you do this, it's going to bring upon you that which was brought upon the northern, northern kingdom and they are going into captivity. Don't do that, you know. And so when I read, Isaiah is a book that has more about the Messiah, more about Jesus Christ than any other book. You know, it doesn't So when I read Isaiah, I said, whoa, that is pretty cool, you know. I can pick it up anywhere and read it. I'm reading from the beginning to the end, but I can pick it up anywhere and I know what's going on. Because I have a study Bible that has all of that. It has a time in it. It has the, the different kings that was, that was in, the, um, in reign during the time that, that Isaiah was prophesying. It has all that in it. And so why buy a Bible that doesn't have that in it, if you know you're going to have to know that in order to get the well of information that's there. You know, you can have a, a well, and in the olden days, you had to have a bucket. If you have a well and no bucket, that water is a long ways down, and you're not going to get it out by, by diving in it, you know, because you're not going to get back up. So you have to have a bucket that you get down, and you, but a bucket is not going to do you any good without a rope on that bucket. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, you have to have the right tools to get this out. Okay? When you're in your small groups, ask your small group leader sometime. They show you some tools. Now, you know, with the modern technology of the Internet, you can you have a lot of tools on the Internet if you have the right program. You can do that too. You know, I like books. So I have an awful lot of books, you know. Uh, but I don't suggest awful lot of books for most people. Yeah. So therefore, we're, we're in it there. Now, I've answered a question about twos. I've answered a question about, um, you know, what do you do when you have a, how do you keep it from being a dry time? You know, I've answered that question. So I'm giving you hints. Even though I say you had to have hearing ears to do it, I'm giving you hints because uh, I care about you. I don't want you missing it. Okay? I think it's very important. Now, Israel, what does the Lord that God require of you? But to fear God, now in my Bible, I have it numbered. I have it. Let's stop there. Do you write in your Bible? Okay. Just want to know. Just want to know. Because some people think it's, it's, you know, it's the whole Bible. You don't write in it, you know? Look, this is God's word to you. He wants you to interact with it. So you're supposed to be writing all over that thing. And matter of fact, you should, you should write all in, in the pages, start, you know, bleeding and all this color. And after a while, you know, uh, I mean, the ink bleeding through. After a while, you've got to get you another Bible, you know, because you don't use that thing up so much, you know, pages falling all out and everything. Interact with it. So I, I numbered it. I have five things that I numbered. Why did I number five things? Come on, tell me, quickly, tell me. Because it says, what does the Lord require of you? So he requires five things in this particular, you know, section right here. So I wanted to know. To fear the Lord your God. Now I could ask you a question, what is fear? But I'm not going to ask you, okay? Because I know that you'll go look that up and you'll find out, right? So next week I ask you what's fear. You say, oh, I looked that up because I, I didn't know. Is it shaking of the knees fear? Is it reverential fear? 
Are you sure it's not a mixture of both? The reason I'm asking that is because uh, when uh, God had Moses and the children of Israel by Mount, Mount uh, Horeb, he, he said, okay, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to speak to the people. You, you bring all the people near, but don't, don't, don't let them touch this mountain because if they touch them, they're going to die. Don't let any animals touch it. Don't let nothing touch it. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to speak to them. I'm going to speak to them because I want them to learn the fear of the Lord. I want, I want them to learn to fear me. Now, I'm going to ask you again what kind of fear that is. Because, I mean... When they spoke, I mean, they, whew, when he spoke, I mean, it was thunderous. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a sight, and it was a sound, too. I mean, it was, it, was, it was tough, you know? So is it really just, oh, every fear we talk about God is reverential fear, you know? It's, um, is it really? I'm just, all I'm doing is asking a question now so that you can go study, you know, so you know, so you won't be uh, mistaken about what you're saying, and I'm not going to tell you either, okay? To walk in all his ways. That's number two. To walk in some of his ways, all of his ways. You mean, God, you're not, you're not compassionate, you're not merciful, you know, you don't expect me to walk in everything, do you? Man, I do, you know, uh, most of them. I just fall in this one little thing over here, you know? To walk in all his ways. Now all of you know Hebrew. I'm pretty sure. Some Hebrew. Is that right? And if I say, well, what does all mean in Hebrew? You're going to tell me what? Okay. All right. I see. I knew you knew Hebrew. See? To love. That's number three. To love him. To love him. Number four. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul. He expects everything, doesn't he? Number five, to keep the Lord's commandments and his, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today for your good. For your good. When I saw that, I said, well, I can forget about him telling me all this just to make me jump through hoops. You know, because sometimes we think a person is hard, and we, they're doing it just to make you jump through hoops. No, he's doing it for our good, isn't he? That means if I'm, the more obedient I am, the more to my good is going to be, isn't it? Okay, okay. I'm asking questions now. Isaiah 55. Now, in Isaiah 55, Verse 6 through 11. He says, Seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. Is he talking to uh, ungodly nations? Is he talking to uh, the Assyrians? Is he talk- who, who, who is Isaiah talking to? I've already told you. Right? I told you that Isaiah was from Jerusalem, and he, he's, he was called not as a prophet to Israel, the, the northern kingdom, but to the southern kingdom, to Judah, okay? Because he was from Jerusalem, okay? 
and he will have compassion on you. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. If, if you get a thought in your mind that says, you know, oh, you know, you, you did this right here. You can forget it, you know. Um, you might as well go on and, and just do the rest of the things you want to do because there's no hope for you. You're messed up now, you know. Have you ever had thoughts like that? Yeah. Well, see, we know from reading that, just that right there, that he will have compassion. He will abundantly pardon. God is always merciful. Always. Matter of fact, he says it in another place in uh, Malachi, and most people go to Malachi, you know, uh, and it tells you in Malachi basically how um, they were not honoring God. So you learn about on- honor in, in Malachi, and most people use it as a tithe chapter, uh, book, but it's not really, uh, that, that's not the major part of that book. The major part is just people were not honoring God, you know. They were, they were halfway obedient, but they, they were not honoring God, you know, in what he asked them to do. He was giving blind sacrifices and all that kind of stuff, lame sacrifices, you know. And he said, yeah, well, you know, would you honor the, the governor like that, you know? Would you give him something like that? Well, if I'm your father, then where's my honor, you know? So these are things that's in the, in the scripture that you can learn as you're reading, even the Old Testament prophets, because most people don't like to do that. Listen to what he says in verse 8. When I read this, I said, Woo, my goodness gracious, God. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Now, let me ask you. You already knew that. I didn't have to read that. You know? Even if you never knew that was a scripture, you know that anyway because he's God, right? Okay? But it's amazing, the more you're in Christianity, the more we think our thoughts are his thoughts. Our ways are his ways. Because we know what God wants. We know sort of how he thinks. But I say that God is so... Magnificent. He is so um, omnipotent. He is, I mean, all knowledge, all power, all wisdom. He, how can one person with a mind like we have, I don't care whether you're a genius, you still don't have much of a mind compared to who? God. How can, a, how can we grasp his thoughts, his ways, and think we know them, and he knows every hair on our heads. No, not uh, that's not on our heads, because every time we comb our hair, brush our hair, something fall out. Is that correct? And and not just on my head, in your head, everybody's head who has a head. You, you understand? All over the world. Not only does he know that, <laughs> he knows every star by name. And we don't even know how many stars there are. We still, you know, find out more and more as we get more, better, better, you know, technology. We learn more and more about what's out there. How can we know his thoughts? His ways and think we know it. So I said, God, teach me your ways. Teach me. Teach me your thoughts, God. I want to know more about your thoughts. You know, 
I thought I knew a little bit, but then I read this over here, and it sounded like you changed, God. I thought you said you changed not. Because in Malachi, he says that, you know, I'm the Lord of God that changes not. And we stop there. You remember I told you that? Now quote the rest of the verse for me. Oh. <laughs> oh, how many times have you read your Bible? Come on. You know, you're supposed to be reading it for information about who God is, you know, how he responds, what he thinks, you know. So when I read that, that scripture in Malachi, which is before you read about tithes, you know, and offering, bring me all the tithes to the storehouse, everybody be, meet in my house, you know. Before that, he's saying that, you know, hey, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. That's the rest of that verse. So he was telling them, in other words, if I did not show mercy, the sons of Jacob would have been would have been consumed already. So I'm a merciful God. Even though I just talked about from, from uh, verse 1 of chapter 1 in Malachi all the way about how they weren't honoring me, why they weren't, they're not being obedient, I'm still not going to change. I'm still going to be merciful. You see? So I said, oh God. Oh God. Why does it look like you changed over here though? Because you, you said you're going to do this right here and then, then this happened over here, then you change, you know? Does he change? Oh, you remember Ahab? I don't know whether you remember Ahab or not. Ahab is a, is a, was a king of ungodly. I mean, just ungodly as he can be, you know. Then he messed around and did a double sin. He married, you know, the most wicked person he could have married, Jezebel, because she was the daughter of a Baal worshiper prince, you know, and and uh, so she got <laughs> she got him to. You know, all this Baal worship he had. She had prophets of Baal, you know, tape. I mean, she killed the Lord's prophets. There's a lot of things she did, but, but see, uh, she ended up killing uh, Nabal, Nabal for, for the vineyard and all that stuff, and, and he let it happen. And God sent a prophet, and the prophet said, you know, uh, you know you're going to die. You're going to die. You know, you can forget it. You're going to die. And the prophet, in essence, the prophet left. And then Ahab stored putting on sackcloth and ashes on the head and walking around, you know, despondently, you know, walking around, you know, uh, just, just in humility. And God said, oh, prophet! The prophet hadn't even gotten out, uh, you know, of the article. He, man, he, he was still around. He said, hey, go back. Do you see Ahab? Do you see how he humbled himself before me? Go back and tell him, I'm not going to do this in his time. I'll bring it about in his son's time, you know, in, his, in you know, some of his descendants. I'm not going to bring it back in his time. I said, God, how can you do that? How can you do that? This wicked man, you know, he's done more harm than you than Jeroboam, you know, who was an ungodly king too. How are you going to do that? How are you going to change your mind and kill him? No? Are, are y'all like that? Yeah. Did he change or did he not change? You know? He said he doesn't change. He said, I'm the Lord that God. I change not. You know, I, see... I, my, 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 my quiet time can't be, it can't be dry because there's so many questions I have. And, and when I'm looking, I see this. I, I said, well, God, I thought I knew your thoughts a little bit. I knew your ways a little bit. But, God, you, you know, you're changing over here. And then over here, you didn't change. You know, it seems like you're unmerciful. But you said your, your, your mercy endures forever. God, I don't know. Help me. 
You know? See, some of the prophets say, you know, he said, well, what do you see? And, and if you're smart, he said, Lord, you know. You know, <laughs> you don't even need to say, you know, I see this right here. You know, you don't even need to say that, you know. You know, as you read the Bible, you'll you find it out. you know what to say when God asks you a question. You know? He already knows the answer. So you might as well save yourself some embarrassment, you know. All I'm doing is now trying to answer some questions to you because, see, my goal today is to whet your appetite for the things of God that, and help you to be able to desire to know more about God, you know, because you want to change and have, and have the wisdom to know that, that you need to change. You need to change. I want to know what God says about different things. You know, uh, I want to know how he, why he treats this person one way and treats this other person another way. Because I know that God is, is God without partiality. Because wisdom from above is without partiality. Is that correct? Where is it found? James. I hear it. Ha! I like that. How oh, I like that. It talks about wisdom from above and wisdom from below. Okay? What chapter? Oh, oh now I'm going to get you. Say, say, don't holler out too loud because you might be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Verse 13. Um, in Matthew chapter 7. Verse 12. I said, God, I want to know how you respond to different situations and different people. And he says that, um, well, in this verse, he says, In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want to be treated. This is the law and the prophets. That's what he says. So I said, whoa. Do you mean then that I don't even have to read? You know, the Torah, you know, the, the, the five books. Of, oh, oh, that I don't have to read the prophets, all the prophets. And it helps me. I don't have to, you know, try to learn how to find where Michael is and Amos, you know. I don't have to try to, you know, find out all that, you know, because some, 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 some of the Mount of Prophets, they're, they're so, you know, short in what they say. Is, you know, if you're thumbing through trying to find a thing, one page stick to another, man, you done lost it. You know, you can't find it. You had to go to the table of contents and find that thing. And you know what I'm talking about? Anybody, anybody like that, you know? Okay, you lying. I don't know. You don't know it. Come on. I know you lie. I know some of you like that. Come on now. You know? Well, that's what he said. That's what he said in Matthew. I said, well, that's an important verse. Because that means that I can judge sometimes in a situation what you may want me to do. Because you said that everything dealing with the law and the prophets can be summed up if I would treat people the same way I want them to treat me. And most of us want to be treated pretty good, don't we? Most of us do, okay? But the problem is we don't want to treat other people, particularly some people, you know, like we want to be treated, okay? 
So that's one of my verses that I had for last year. And it keeps coming up all the time. And so when a situation come up and I have a decision to make that I really don't want to do, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever been out yet? You really don't want to do this, you know. But you remember, the Holy Spirit, he is so, oh, he's so sweet. I mean, he, he's, he's just a, a gentle, gentle person, the third person of the Trinity. And he'll, he, he'll just look quietly, just quietly, quietly treat people the same way you want them to be treated. That's the last thing I want to hear at that time, see, because I don't want to treat this person like I want to be treated. You know? But sometimes I play games with myself. You know, Mike, don't. And you say, well, I want them to treat me the same way if I did the same thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Then he gives me another verse. I think of 1 Corinthians 10, 23, 24. You know, you read the verse, all things are lawful. Right? But not, not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. And then the, the next one, next verse, is a verse that's interesting. See, that verse, here is a verse that says, Well, let no one seek his own good but that of his neighbors. I said, Oh my goodness gracious, that's a terrible verse, you know. <laughs> that's a terrible verse, you know. Is he, is he showing me how he is? Am I learning more about the God whom I've served? Am I learning more about why Jesus said that when you've seen me, I've seen the Father? And if I want to say, when you've seen me, you've seen Jesus, that means when you've seen you, you've seen the Word of God. That means you walk it out, you talk it out, right? But you have to know that there are a lot of verses in this Bible. And sometimes we think that, well, I'm obedient to this verse because, uh, you know, I'm obedient because over here it says this right here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it says so much. Uh, you got to read it, uh, you know, over and over again because sometimes you learn that God might change how he dealt with that situation in another place. Have you ever wondered why God, you know, Wiped out a lot of people. A lot of people died in the Old Testament, but not many in the New Testament. It's old because it's a mercy. Well, then, then I wondered when I was reading that Ananias and Sapphira, both of them died. The Lord killed them, it says. I said, Woo! That's interesting. Have you ever read that? I said, Man, this is interesting. I thought I knew God. I thought I knew how he was going to respond to the situation. Because I used to say, don't, you don't have to worry about anything because God's mercy, his, the blood of Jesus covered everything. His mercy is... And so, oh, man, this verse right here, I don't know what to do with it. Do you know what to do with that verse? Do you know what to do with that? that say how, how to, you know, I'm trying to learn because I want to change. I want to change, okay? So when it tells me to... to uh, let no one seek his own good but that of his neighbor, what does that mean, God? Uh, what does that mean? You know? You know? 
Did I keep letting neighbor's dog poop in my yard? You know, this is real now. I mean, right? Is that, well, is that it's good for the neighbor? <laughs> when I step in, it's not good, God, you know. How do I walk this thing out? I'm, I'm talking normal talk now. You know, where is it? do y'all know what I'm talking about? We got to get to know God better. We want to change. Okay? Well, I'm going to stop here because I know that there are, there are a lot of questions that can be asked. There are a lot of answers that can be given. And in a way, uh, I have a guest that I had come that I want to, uh, him to come up and um, we're going to share a little something. Can you come up, please, Willie? Uh, this is Willa Payne. Get that right there for me. And come on up. This is Willa Payne. Uh, Willa Payne is, um, he's the, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a co-owner of uh, Magnolia Foods, and he's a baker. He's a nice guy. He bakes good, he's he all, all cakes, and oh, he, I mean, he can bake, you know, okay? He can bake. Okay, so I asked him to come, because I, what I did, I, I called him. I was in the sanctuary praying, I said, well, God, is a question I have now, because I don't know about these things, you know. I told the congregation that the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than the two-edged sword, it's dividing of the of the soul, the spirit of joints, y'all remember that, right? And that was, uh, where is it, where is it, where is it? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, okay? And I said, the word of God is like yeast, you know. It, it, it gives in you, it causes a change. And as I was praying, I don't know nothing about yeast. You know, except that my mother did make some, you know, uh, yeast bread and it did rise, so I knew it made some change. But I said, I wonder how the thing worked. Suppose God asks you a question, how does yeast work? I don't know how it works. So I called a professional. I said, well, how does, it, how does yeast work, you know? Now, because I, I said, well, God, why is it that all over the nation, all over the world, people can sit in church, and not be changed. Do you believe that? If the word of God is going forth, why aren't we changed like we should be changed? If the word of God is like yeast. That was a question that was asked. It came in my head. It just came in my head. So then I had to ask the question to God. And then I had to call a profession. So, now, Willie, okay? Uh, let me see what this is on, because I want the, the people on the internet to hear you. It's going to be, it might be in China. It might be anywhere, because see, anybody can go to our website. Right. Anybody can go to our website. Okay. Uh, if I put yeast in my pocket, because yeast changes things, okay, will I blow up? No, I mean, you will not. Okay, won't, won't blow up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so I'm thinking that the word of God is like yeast suppose I put suppose I say okay I want to change so I'm going to eat the yeast okay now will I kind of you know the next morning I'm nervous see me out of, <laughs> I'm taking up half the bed you know <laughs> you will change a little bit but it'll uh, it'll affect you on another end okay okay <laughs> hey, that's a good word brother <laughs> That's a good word for tape. That's a good word, you know? That's a good word, okay? Okay. Uh, 
So I get gas, in other words. Correct. I get gas. Correct. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I get gas. Okay. Well, then, what is it that makes it change bread? Because I, I, I was thinking, I said, well, I'm going to bring a loaf of bread. Because I was, I was thinking about bringing a loaf of bread up here, getting those uh, little squares of yeast. And I was going to open the yeast, and I was going to stick it in the, in the bread, the loaf of bread, and then sit it there so that as we were talking, you'll see the bread rise. And God said, call somebody who knows. <laughs> what would have happened if I'd done that? If I'd done that this Sunday? There would have been no changes actually in the bread or the yeast. They would have both sat there and did nothing. Okay, why That's, not? Because there's no um, actual moisture in the bread. The bread is baked out. The yeast actually needs uh, moisture or some type of liquid to activate the yeast. And oh. then the yeast eats the... Um, carbohydrates that's in the uh, moisture and turns to a carbon dioxide, which is a gas that actually makes the elasticity of the bread expand. See? Without, See without, without the, um, the liquid or the sugar, which turns to a carbohydrate, when it eats it, there's no reaction. Wow. You know, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay, now, now, now that that told me something when I, when I was talking to him. I said, oh, oh. Because the question was, why can people sit in a congregation all over the world and not change? Okay? Even though the word of God is there, because I said the word of God is like yeast, right? Okay? Now, we know you can take an analogy too far, and it's not there. Okay? It's not, it's not there. Now, we, we know the word of God is spiritual, and we're talking about a natural thing, but, but I'm trying to help you a little bit now, okay? I know that you told me that, and you're telling us today, that yeast by itself is not going to make the change we want. That's correct. So I started thinking, God, is this like your word? Without certain things taking place, it's not going to work like it's supposed to work. If I just put it, drop it on this pulpit down here, on this carpet, it's definitely not going to work, okay? So I know that there are some prerequisites to this thing, okay? Moisture is one. Correct. If I don't have any carbohydrates, I don't have any sugar, that's going to hinder, right? right? Okay, because a question was, you remember I asked, what can hinder uh, a person from getting the word in them? Well, if you, don't have the, <laughs> if you don't have that moisture, if you don't have something, the carbohydrates, the sugar, you don't have those ingredients, it's not going to make any changes. No changes. My goodness gracious. So tell me how you, how you make them then. What, what do you do? Well, actually, you start with the yeast, and you add uh, water or milk to the mixture, and that actually activates the yeast, which eats the um, carbohydrates in it and produces the carbon dioxide, which expands. Now, I asked you another question. I think I said, well, suppose, you know, I said, okay, I got this loaf of bread, yeast in there. I said, I'm going to take the yeast out, pour water on the bread to get the moisture, put a little spoon of sugar in there, then put the yeast back in there. You will have a reaction, but it won't be the same reaction because... Actually, some of the um, elasticity has already baked out of the bread. You have to start with a yeast and flour base, not a bread base. Oh. Do you see how, how many questions? When he told me that, now I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to say, okay, God, is there what kind of mixture? What kind of, what kind of, let's give, let's give Willa Payne a hand, okay? <laughs> it's good, okay? Thank you, God. Okay. Let's stand. Do you, do you know that uh, <laughs> uh, 
I, I have all these questions I ask of God. And so I want you to ask questions also. And, and find some answers out for me uh, next week so I don't have to study. Okay. <laughs> you know, is that something we do as, as, as sometimes people of God want somebody else to do the study and then tell us so that it can relieve us of opportunities so we can go on and play, you know, and do the things we want to do. Okay. We don't want to do that. Father, we thank you. We, we, we thank you tremendously, Father, for what you uh, said to us today, Lord. The questions that was presented for me to uh, try to answer and uh, for the guests who, who came, Lord, Lord to to share about uh, his expertise on making yeast spread, Lord. Father, he told me things I did not know, had no clue of knowing. Yet, you had mercy on me, Lord, and compassion, Lord. I can stop telling people now uh, the word is like yeast without telling them the other things that makes it up. But God, I really don't know those things yet. So I'm still seeking you, Lord. So I can't wait to get back into my quiet time for you to answer those questions for me. Answer me in a way that you see fit, Lord. Because I know that you speak in many different ways. You might not really answer me during my quiet time. You might answer me uh, in a many multitude of ways that you speak, Lord. So my ears are open, Lord. I want to hear you, Lord. Because I want to know you more. I want to change, Lord. Let it be our quest as a congregation, Lord, to want to change also. In Jesus' name, everybody say.